Let's turn to Psalm 149. Psalm 149. This is a passage, this is a psalm, a piece of scripture that I speak on quite a lot, and it really speaks to our present situation. So let's just read through it. Praise ye the Lord, sing unto the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation of saints. Now, let's be honest, that's something that under present government uh, rules and regulations and so-called COVID protocols, whatever, we can't do or we're not allowed to do, which is to sing. Uh, communal singing at present is not allowed, and I put that in inverted commas, by governmental authorities because uh, of this coronavirus. But we're commanded. We're not, we're not asked. We're not, it's not a suggestion. We're commanded to praise him, to sing to him a new song, and look at this, and his praise in the congregation of saints, not in a Zoom meeting, not at home, but in the congregation of saints. Now, of course, we can do all those things in a Zoom meeting, and you could say that that is a form of congregation, but let, let's not split hairs here. We're talking about assembling together. Another thing we're commanded to do, to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And um, I just want to say in commentary, if you like, on that, I'm uh, very disappointed that some churches have chosen to stay closed at this present moment when we've been, again, inverted commas, allowed to reassemble. And, and let's just have a word of caution here. The freedom that you treat lightly is the freedom you could lose. So churches that think, well, I'll, we'll go back when everything's favourable. Well, let me just say this to you. It may never be favourable. And, and I also want to just highlight this in terms of thinking about the Covenanters. Here in Scotland, we had the Covenanters who would meet in moors and hidden places because they were forbidden to assemble. So we've had it here in Scotland before. And we're having it now. And people might say, well, you know, that's for safety reasons. But they're, they're not bothered about safety reasons in pubs and clubs and shops and other things where they're, they're not, their freedoms are not curbed. Now, you might say, well, you have to wear masks in these places. And right now, masks are not really essential in church. But, you know, again, we're splitting hairs. We're talking here about the... The right to assemble, which is supposed to be ours as citizens. I understand the safety aspects if there's a genuine cause for concern. I get all that, but there comes a point where the need for safety protocols um, and the, the line between a, a, a valid uh, and appropriate need for protocols uh, steps over into a place where governments are trying to uh, curb the free expression of Christians who want to worship God. And, and I don't think we can discount the fact that there is an agenda there that wants to control us. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm really uh, sharing this. So this psalm begins by speaking about praising God and singing to him in the congregation of saints. 
Let Israel rejoice in him that made him, verse 2. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with a timbrel and heart. Well, you're not going to do that under present coronavirus curbs, are you? Let's be honest. Then it says, For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Well, you may, might be allowed to do that. Okay. Uh, but this is, a, this is a bit I want to get into. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. I believe that this is the reason for the banning of singing. That the high praises of God that would be in the mouths of saints are, are silenced. That's satanic. That's demonic. That is wickedness. Because the high praises of God need to go up. The two-edged sword in their hand, of course, speaks about the Word of God. In this uh, dispensation, we're talking about our Bibles. We're talking about the preaching of the Word, the proclamation of the Word, the singing of the Word. Let the high praises of God be in their mouths. Now, or, or it actually says here, in their mouth, which means communal singing, singing in, in, in the one, uh, singing in universe. Okay, one verse. In other words, we're all singing the same song. And that's communal singing. Now watch this. Why would we have high praises of God in our mouth? Verse 6 of Psalm 149. Verse 7 gives us the answer. To execute vengeance upon the heathen. To execute vengeance, folks, upon the nations. And punishments upon the people. In other words, God's word acts as a rebuke as a curb, as bonds, as cords that pin the people to the purpose of God. Now, let me just explain that. When you're singing praise to God then, and when you're in church doing what we do, and worshipping him, we are actually steering the nation and the people in that nation towards the Lord. Uh, and that's why there needs to be more of it, not less of it. And and we're bringing about the rule of heaven. We're planting the heaven. We're ruling from the heavens when we have the high praise of God in our mouth because it's high praise. And 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 we're supposed to be a people who live from above, who live on high, who are, uh, live the ascended life. And as we praise him as on earth, our praises go into heaven but there's also a sense in which we're, our praises, we're praising from the heavens because we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. And we're, we're acting as a magnet, pulling our nation and, and, and the people of our nation where we live towards the Lord, towards the throne. And we're bringing about heaven's rule in our environs, in our circumstances, in our situation. To bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. Read this in conjunction with Psalm 2, where these same kings and leaders are trying to throw off these chains. The chains, of course, speaking about the law of God, the word of God, the civic code, the mosaic code even, you could say, that shows us how to govern nations. We're not talking about the ceremonial law here, but we are speaking about the civic aspects where God's word gives us, uh, I wouldn't say guidelines, I would say commands, but certainly at the very least guidelines through which we can frame in our own laws in our nations. And of course, kings don't want to follow 
God's word. They want to create their own laws based on their isms, socialism, communism, humanism, feminism, all the isms, atheism. Then it says to execute upon them the judgment written. Uh, in other words, as we have the high praise of God in our mouth, sing to the Lord, have our Bibles with us and proclaim his wonderful word. There, these things are acting as a curb upon uh, the nations, upon the peoples of the earth. And then it says, this honour have all his saints, praise you the Lord. This is not for pastors, this is not for leaders, and this is not for apostles and great prophets alone. It's for every saint, the least of saints, the weakest of Christians, has this honour, the honour of imposing God's will and bringing about God's purpose and his kingdom agenda. God doesn't really have an agenda, but you understand, I'm just using that thing, that word. Uh, in other words, bringing about a kingdom culture, bringing about a transformation of society to biblical uh, scriptural and kingdom uh, purposes and, and principles changing culture and of course you talk about the seven mountains and we need to invade those seven mountains with the high praise of God in our mouth and with our Bibles, our two-edged swords in our hands and every saint is called to this you're called to it right now if you're a Christian if you're a child of God this is your destiny this is your mission. This ought to be your vision. And that is why, and a lot of you say this, people in the world at, at high levels, and, and we, we understand <coughs> these things are Babylonian, <coughs> Leviathan, <coughs> excuse me, satanic and occultic. They know the power of a praising church. They know the power of a preaching church, then they know the power of a praying church. And that is why they will use viruses or anything they possibly can to silence the high praises of God, to shut our mouths and close our mouths and cover us with these infernal masks. Brothers and sisters, the time is here for us to pray more than ever before to defeat the purposes of wicked rulers and we're not just talking about visible politicians we're talking about those in the shadows behind them pulling the strings manipulating and using wealth and other means blackmail included to force the politicians to bring about planet lockdown and clamp down and of course that is all aimed at the church and aimed at people who think freedom and liberty so friends, get praying and start to call upon God and start to decree and declare because this order have all his saints that Jesus is Lord and that God's kingdom will prevail and that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Let's do our job. Let's arise and shine, take our position, be who we're supposed to be and bring about planetary transformation, societal reformation and bring a kingdom culture to us. Let's plant the heavens and lay a new foundation for the earth. The Lord bless you.